Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is October 20th, 2023. Today's song recommend Draw Me Close by Michael W. Smith. Today's scripture will be found in the book of Revelation. We are continuing reading in the, in the book of Revelation. We are on chapter 6. Chapter 6 gets into the seals and the, the scroll that begins the seven-year tribulation. No other way to put it. My hope is that God's true church, those that are ready for him, will not have to suffer through this. And at the very least, hopefully, at the three and a half mark, when God, when things get even worse than they began, the worst time that humanity would ever have to go through is those last three and a half years when he opens up those bowls and we certainly don't want to be here but there, there'll be people left you know that just knew of Jesus but didn't fully surrender to him because he has the right to rule. He has the right to do this. And he could have. Like in Noah's day. I'm trying to think. It did take Noah a while to build the ark. But there's no record of that he did anything to scare people into knowing that the flood was coming. The fatal flood was coming. Noah knew, and I'm sure Noah was telling people, but they just did not. It could have been like uh, the, the sons-in-laws of Lot thought Lot was just messing around and not being serious that God was indeed going to strike the cities down and burn them down, the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And they were left behind and they were killed in that fire. And But God did, those angels did tell Lot to Go and tell his family what was about to take place, and he did. They didn't listen. Of course, those brothers-in-law were married to Lot's other daughters because the two daughters that lived with him were virgins, and they weren't married, and so they didn't have husbands. So his other daughters didn't listen either. So anyway, 
I just, I feel that God is so gracious to, well, he warns us and warns us and warns us that he is coming quickly and that we must be ready, right? So when, before he starts opening these seals, the trumpets, uh, he, it, it's progressive. He begins, and then it gets worse along the way. And I think he does this, so those that are left, and you and I that have been taken up to him, like Paul puts it in the twinkling of an eye, and, and we're now gone, because we've been telling people one day, you know, he's going to just rapture his church before the wrath of God comes upon the earth. And he says, those that follow him will not suffer wrath. And so they're going to be here on earth going, wow, they were right. That We know exactly what happened to them. And then they're going to finally get out their Bibles and start reading about what's taking place. And those that, that are uh, that know and are starting to read, they're going to show, they're going to, God's going to show them, give them, give them all these things that are happening and they're the ones that are going to have to go through the wrath of God, but they're going, and God says, those that survive to the end, he will give them the right to live for eternity with him. So he has the right to rule. It's up to us that we surrender And give him authority over our lives. And that he becomes the Lord of our lives. The Lord of our heart. And you might think that you're surrendered. But yet you're still doing everything that you, you choose to do. When we surrender our lives to the Lord and he takes over our lives. As he has the right to do. Because he created us. He, he was crucified for us. And he died for us, and that blood atones for our sins. And he resurrects on the third day by the power of God. He has the right to rule over our lives. But we just have to let him in and have him do that. And, and this life, there's freedom in it. Because we don't lose our fun. We, we, we gain deep joy because... We don't have to worry about what decisions we're making. We're letting God rule over our lives. We're giving him the authority. We're fully surrendered to his plan in our lives. I wanted to recap. I wanted to recap just a little bit. Chapter 5. I had mentioned that God in his love and mercy... And kindness he had picked from the two sisters Rachel and Leah he picked Leah the one with the lazy eyes it was from her bloodline all the way to Mary that Jesus was conceived and of course he is the Son of God there is no contaminated bloodline of a man in him. It goes from Leah 
all the way to Mary from Eve. I'm just going to, I'm going to not mention the man because obviously Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, <laughs> and then Mary, the virgin mother of God. Uh, I want to go, I'm going to say Eve from Eve to Leah to Mary. He did not choose, another reason he didn't choose Rachel, I had mentioned that he chose Leah because Leah wasn't loved by Jacob later on named Israel. And, he, and uh, that's, but also, if you read the story of Leah and Rachel, Rachel, when, when Jacob finally leaves with his wives and his children and his maid servants and just his whole lot, Rachel takes the family false idols with her and her brother chases after them because they're noticing that their probably false idols were made of gold and he noticed that their all the stuff was gone not the brother I keep saying the brother the father chases after them and he says you know well why didn't you tell me I didn't even get a chance to say goodbye to my daughters and my grandsons. But most of all, why did you take the family idols? And Jacob said, whoever stole those from your house, you have my permission to kill them. Well, Rachel, she hid those idols well, and she lied. She was sitting on her on her mule or whatever it was she was sitting on, and she had her false idols in her, in the bag there that she was sitting on. And she tells her father that she can't get up because she's on her period and he believes her and and so he never finds the idols and so rachel she keeps all, all those false idols so god knew her heart the beautiful wife of, that jacob loved and adored was stuck in idolatry false idolatry and so she was contaminated he chose leah so i wanted to mention that and then also when we talk about uh, who had the right to open up the seven seals and that strong angel said, well, there is one and only one, the lamb is the only one that can open up the seals. And I wanted to just note that in verse seven of chapter five Jesus goes up to he who sat on the throne remember he's the one that's God in all his glory the one that sat on the throne the father God the father and God the father it doesn't say in verse three that he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone. Now, God, the Father, he has a hand. And he's because he's holding the scroll. And Jesus walks up to him and takes the scroll out of his hand, out of his right hand. And there was no argument from he who sat on the throne. He just allowed Jesus to grab it because... Jesus 
at that time, he asserts his right to rule. It's a day of victory. He had been ridiculed, mocked, spat on when he was on the earth. And to this day, many that live in that region mock him. They do not, they absolutely hate him. So this is so important. He, he takes a scroll from Father and, he, and it's time. Because remember, he had taken on the form of a human and was born Jesus and in one of the book in the book of John I should find that and put it in the show notes Jesus says well we know that he says the father and I are one there's always the oneness of God but in in one verse in, in I believe in John he says the father and I share the same name We share the same name, Jesus. So Jesus, because he was born human, God in human flesh, he asserts his right to rule. This is a day of victory. He, he's going to now take charge of his creation and deal with the evil. So at this point, we really need to be the ones that are, I, I am ready. I always say, come, Lord Jesus. But I know there are a lot of people that think they're ready, but they're not. And I want to also mention, and I had mentioned, there's so much in the Bible that sometimes we can, I can just forget to mention things. I get on the, this other subject and I, I forget to mention things. But there's also the bowl. Let's see, worthy is the lamb, there is um, there's a, a golden bowl full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Wow, how many prayers do you and I have in that bowl? And I wonder whose prayer is going to be the last prayer added to that bowl before judgment comes, before the wrath comes. Now those that follow him full wholeheartedly, he promises that we won't go through that judgment, through that wrath of God. And they sing a new song. This is saying everything past. Any, any, this is a new song, a new beginning. Nobody that thinks they're saved are saved. The, for instance, the, the now in the next chapter we're going to go, we're going to read about the seals of Israel. So he has one hundred and forty-four thousand in 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 mind that will go out and preach the word of Jesus Christ. So he seals one hundred and forty-four thousand of the sons of Israel. But anybody else that thinks that this because they were born into the family of Abraham, the bloodline of Abraham. It, this this totally right here trumps that because this is a new song when Jesus asserts in, asserts his authority under the world. This is a new song. And, and the song that they sing says, 
You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain. You have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe, tongue, and people, and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. So everyone that... This is talking to everyone. He, if, if you're a, a non-believing Jew, that might be you. If you're a non-believing atheist, that might be you. If you're a non-believing Muslim, that might be you. Anybody. Anyone. Because the Lord is the Lord of all, but you have to, you have to go to the cross in repentance of your sin and receive Christ and put your faith in him. That is so important. And when you do that, you're saved because God has purchased you by his blood. But you have to believe on him. It's not just, a, oh, you're just a lucky human being and you get to know. You have to go to the cross and repent of your sin and have faith in him and and confess him and believe that God raised him from the dead. It, there, it, repentance. So with that said, let's get started. I am running out of time. This is a short chapter, but boy, be ready before this happens. Now, there are many that believe that before he opens the first seal that Jesus will have already raptured his church. Just kind of getting up right here and drinking some coffee, so you might hear me do that, but hopefully we don't have to endure this. This is when people are going to see and know who the Antichrist is, the man. And so I'll read the first seal, pause, and I'll just do this until I get to the last seal. Hopefully I'll be able to finish this before I have to pause. Um, now, the first seal, the conqueror. This is when the seven-year tribulation starts. Now, I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, Come and see, and I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. Pause. The four living creatures, oh man, they've been with God for a long time. And God really created them quite special, didn't he? These four living creatures, as chapter 5 says, and it's in the other scripture, they never cease. They never stop working. It says, uh, The living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne who lives forever and ever. 
and they just never stop working. So this white horse, there's many speculations. I think there's three that I've heard. Some people think it's Jesus on the white horse. Some people think that it's not. I can't remember right off the bat. I think they think that that this white horse represents the evil people on the come and conquer. I want to note that I do not think that it is Jesus. Even though there is no arrow here, it's just a bow. It doesn't say it's a bow and arrow. And of course, a white horse would but would signify a righteous person riding on that horse. But I think it's a false horse, a false, uh, uh, it's a deceiver. In, let's read the second seal, conflict on earth. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come and see. Another horse, fiery red, went out, and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another, and there was given to him a great sword. The second horse I guess this would be rumors of war coming true as <laughs> people are going to be starting to kill each other this is the Antichrist and the fiery red he takes the peace away there's there's many many different opinions on who these people are but of course these four horses the white horse the fiery horse the pale horse the black horse. They're the four horses of the apocalypse, or the four horses of Revelation. When these horses travel in, it's not good. It's, it's not good. The third seal, scarcity on earth. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come and see. So I looked, and behold, a black horse. And he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart, a quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. Well, the economic collapse. Food prices are high. Things are starting to happen. And of course, we haven't read it yet. But when this, when this starts happening, if you don't take the mark of the beast, it's going to be very hard to feed yourselves because you're going to have to show a mark in order to buy food and anything. It's, get, it's starting to get very, very real in, in this chapter about what's happening, what's going to happen in the future. But thank God, our precious God warns us of these things, so we know. But some people think they have all the time in the world. And and those that do, if Jesus was to return today, they're going to have to go through this. And here's the fourth seal. Widespread death on earth. 
When he opened the fourth seal, I heard, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and the name of him who sat on it was Death, and Hades followed with him. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth, to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. So this is the the pale horse. <sighs> of course, now they're spotting the Christians. They're spotting the Christians. And they're going to be killing the Christians. Because we're going to go into the fifth seal, the cry of the martyrs. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who would be killed as they were was completed. Pause. Now those that I said that weren't ready for, for when God raptures the church, these are the ones that are going to that are that have uh, not denounced Jesus. They have not taken the, the mark of the beast. They are sealed by God, and they're martyred. They're beheaded, and now they're in heaven, and they're under they're uh, under the altar. The souls of these, and there's still others that are yet to be martyred and we'll read up later on in, in revelation about how these people are are the ones that are the most blessed take a pause here and cough hang on okay we're going into the sixth seal cosmic disturbances i looked when he opened the sixth seal and behold there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as a sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood, and the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops in late its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place, and the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come. And who is able to stand? Pause. That's the end of chapter Six, often think, <laughs> you know, he gets rid of, this earthquake gets rid of every mountain and island. I always think of Hawaii and those that live there. He gets rid of every mountain and, and island. So these come, when he gets to opening the seventh seal, the the, the the cycles of distraction just get worse. 
But the goal from our gracious God is that he's trying to get people to repent and believe on him, those that were left. So we need to live our lives according to him. Let him rule over our lives. Because goodness, these people are asking, because there's a, quite the catastrophe here that happens, the cosmic disturbances, the earthquake, and the, uh, the sun becomes black, and the moon becomes red, and the stars fall from the earth. If there's a violent wind, and the sky recedes as the scroll when it is rolled up, oh, every mountain and island is moved out of its place. And anybody, the kings, it doesn't matter, the rich, the poor, the slave, the free, it's happening and they're, they're afraid. They're saying, fall, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. There's, they're scared. When we read into the seventh, chapter seven, the seals of Israel, we'll just keep continuing, but we don't, we don't want to be here on earth when this happens. So it's so important. And you and I probably both know people that aren't ready. And so that, I think the time, it's always been the time to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, to get people ready. There's a lot of people that think we're paranoid. But we want people to be, to not have this, have to go through this. Even if the rapture happens at three and a half years, it's not good. So I, I just hope that we, that this message encourages everybody to just get out there and, and preach the truth. To preach the truth. Because again, Jesus has the right to rule. Submit to his authority. Judgment comes to the unsaved. The, the enemies start coming to rid the world of Christians. But not without the four living creatures sending them out. They didn't just go out on their own. God tells us the seven, the four living creatures, they're the ones that are sending these horses out. They're working for God. So I think that's all that I have written down. This should and always have a holy fear of God. Because the rapture is real. He does take God's people. He is the only one 
that can save us, the Son of God. We have to believe on Him. Because when this happens, and He takes that seal that only He can open from His Father, from the hand of His Father, to assert His to assert his reign, his power, his, his, his justice. But he also has mercy because he doesn't start out as it gets worse. It's progressively worse. When Jesus takes that seal, he asserts his right to rule. It's a day of victory. And he will right every wrong. He will do away with evil. I'll go ahead and end there. I, and I'll always recap before the next chapter. Thank you for tuning in. I give all the glory to God. Much love to all. Until next time. Bye.